Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Tech Petition Podcast for the week of dot 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 April 26, 2020, but it's actually the 30th. I'm going to try to post this tonight, so we'll see. Anyway, I'm here with my brother Clarence. How's it going, man? Going good, man. What is up with you, dude? Uh, not too much. Just, um, uh, just living life, you know, trying to find a job. I got laid off, so I'm trying to find a job. Oh, man. Getting pretty close, but it's it's all good. It's all good. Screw, screw COVID, man. Screw Enjoy, COVID. Enjoying the time off. Enjoying the time <laughs> off. But, um, okay, so I guess let's get started. You want to start or you want me to start? Uh, yeah, I'll start, man. So my first story here is Facebook launches a new feature on their Facebook Messenger called Rooms in the wake (laughs) of all of these social, uh, well, actually messaging apps popping up. They have, uh, you know, kind of trying to take some of that uh, Zoom steam. (laughs) Looks a lot like Zoom there. Yeah, man. So they have launched a feature called Rooms which is basically their messenger in the rooms style where you can have multiple people on the same screen. You can join simply by having a link. You don't have to be a Facebook member. So again, it's well, just nice. A, yeah. It's just another um, <laughs> yet another service that is trying to copy zooms zoom. And can, can you believe that zoom is kind of taken over? Cause we would think that Skype would be that 10 pole, uh, voice service mm. over the internet no, all I mean, these years go ahead i was gonna say it used to be but now like you know skype's more of a corporate thing like eh, maybe i don't know i feel I like mean, it's more corporate than like just general use i know we used to use it a lot back in the day because it's all that was fr- that was like the only thing that was free but now yeah. there's all kinds of stuff you can use so it is a bit surprising though seeing as how it's like a startup ish type company and now you have like um i mean all the big players have chat apps so it is a bit i'll give it to you it's a bit surprising yeah and then of course because of the current situation we're in it's kind of um you know propelled these companies into this (laughs) 300 (laughs) dollar low-end webcams (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah let's talk about your webcam debacle man oh man well what about it what do you mean not being able to find one (laughs) Oh, yes. So I have a 720p webcam for my computer and I've had it for about 12, 10, 12 years. It's a Microsoft Live cam. And I thought, hmm, maybe I should get a better looking camera because I got on this chat. We did like a happy hour with some of the people I used to work with. And we, you know, a virtual happy hour. And like I I, like everybody else had nice webcams and I had like potato quality. So (laughs) I was like, um, Maybe I should get a new webcam. So I go on I go on Amazon, I go on Newegg, and I'm looking for a new webcam and um they're all like three to four times the normal price. Like my webcam, for instance, it cost me like forty bucks. Like I saw it on Amazon, people were reselling it for like two hundred. And people yeah. are people are buying them because that's all that's available. So Wait, they were they were charging that much for the one you currently have? Yeah, I, like you can even look go in there and just look for 720p webcam. I, I guarantee oh, wow. you, you won't find one under like a hundred fifty two hundred dollars, which is like way more than they cost. And then if you want to get something really nice, you're gonna be spending like three or four hundred dollars. So I thought if it's gonna cost me that much to get a webcam, 
why don't I just get an SLR and like hook it up as a webcam? And that's a whole nother story. We can kind of talk about that too yeah. if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know we've been looking at the M50, the Canon uh, M50. Yeah, yeah, the mirrorless. M50. Yeah, that seems like it's the the best budget option right now for. Uh, yeah. And I'm definitely looking at that one as well, so I think I'm getting it too. We say budget, but it, it's like <laughs> it's, it's like, like a five hundred dollar. Yeah. It's like a five hundred dollar camera. <laughs> yeah, but so, um, so, so so right now I'm rocking the uh, Logitech uh, C920 webcam since I've had since about what 2013. I think this is going similarly for the same price online right now. Uh, kind of ridiculous, but but yeah, man, it's a uh, wow. It's a crazy world, man. Crazy world. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, let's see. SLR. Um, so I actually ordered me an M50. Ah, um, and sweet. I guess this kind of transition, we can kind of transition to this because the big problem with using like a SLR or a digital camera as a webcam is number one, it has to have HDMI out. And that's quite an adventure trying to find one that has HDMI out and doesn't have like the hood with all the like sh- the shot information on it. Yeah. Um. What do they call clean it? Just HDMI clean, clean HDMI. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then once you get that, you have to have a capture card. And incidentally, all the video capture cards are also like expensive. Like all the, <laughs> all the all of them. The cheap yeah. ones are sold out. I mean, they're they're not really gouging those, but the cheap ones are sold out. So like, I was looking at one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars for a capture card, and then like. Three to four hundred to five hundred dollars for like a camera. So I was like, I'm just not going to do this. I'm not going to worry about it. I'll just check back in a couple of weeks. Maybe prices will go down. But Canon released a webcam driver for their EOS. Is that how you say it? EOS. Yeah, EOS. Yeah. For their EOS line of um, cameras. So as long as your camera, I believe. There's a there's a compatibility list. We'll put the link in the show notes, but it's basically they have an EOS webcam beta utility. And if you have a EOS Rebel SL2 or 3, the Rebel T6s, the Rebel T7s, the Rebel T100, um and then the EOS M50, M200 and M6 Mark II, um there's there's a few more cameras on. There's actually some PowerShot cameras on here. So like the PowerShot G5X Mark II and 3 they're on there as well. Um, if you have any of those, you can basically download this utility, plug a USB from your camera to your a computer, and you have a webcam, basically. And it'll work with Skype. It'll work with um, Teams, Zoom, whatever you're, whatever you want to use. So, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, and it yeah. kind of t- that that actually tipped the scale for me. Um, so I was like, I can just buy the camera and not have to buy like spend two or three hundred dollars more for like a decent capture card. Yeah, that kind of tipped the scale for me. So, yeah, yeah. what's we- what's weird about this is that they could have been done something like this. You know, <laughs> they're just doing it now with good reason. You know, I mean, uh, everybody's scrambling for webcams, but uh, people have been wanting this for years. <laughs> yeah, just not doing it. No kidding. Um, so it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy in that aspect. And actually, like the camera I got, which is the Canon uh, T5i, somebody actually hacked it and got it to work with, uh, <laughs> with the real? drivers. Yeah, it's kind of choppy, actually. But, but they, you know, it works. It works. The frame rate is a little dubious, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. 
Cool. And, you know, I guess since we're on this webcam video chat kick, Google has made Google Meet free for everybody. Um, so they announced that the meeting tool for G Suite, I think it used to be, what it used to be called? I can't remember what it used to be called. They keep changing the name every few years, man. Yeah. Um, so basically, if you have a free account, you can do a meeting up to 60 minutes, which is pretty nice. I mean, most people don't meet for that long. And the cool thing about it, well, I think there's a similar limit on um, Zoom as well. I can't remember exactly how long. it. I think it's like two, maybe it's like two or three hours on Zoom. Mm. Um, the only reason I know that, it, that there's a limit on the free account is because in my previous job, every time, like, it took them a while to get me a corporate Zoom account. So I was using a free one and we would be on a deployment call and then all of a sudden our call would just drop. <laughs> well, that's funny. I want to say the limit is like three hours. It's something like that. It, maybe it's not even, maybe it's like an hour and a, maybe it's like 90 minutes. I don't know. But there, there's a similar limit on that as well. Um, so everybody's just, I just figured I'd throw it out there since you were talking about Facebook. Like everybody's kind of like rearing up to go against Zoom. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, like the whole reason Zoom is popular is because it's the uh, easiest solution right now. And um, I, it's cool to see these other companies jumping in the fray um, because, you know, we Zoom has been riddled with problems <laughs> so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is cool to see these other companies jump in and, and try to take that uh, market share away, which at this point, I don't think it's going to be possible because people are using Zoom like they use Kleenex or <laughs> or whatever. They're using it as the name of the service type instead of just saying video conferencing. It's Zoom me. Yeah. So Yoga Jones, um, I'm not that I'm not sure who that is. She says it's two hours, the Zoom limit. Ah. So that okay. yeah. That that sounds about right. I know it's something like that. So yeah. Hmm. What you got next, sir? Oh man. So well, let me ask you this before I dive into this story. Okay. Did you ever tr- did you ever try uh, Google Stadia? No, I didn't. <laughs> it, so guys, admittedly, you, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know what Stadia is, it's basically Google's attempt to have an online streaming gaming service. Um, it launched, what, earlier? La- was it last year or this year? I think it was last year, right? It was last year. It was late last year. Yeah. Yeah, late last year to pretty much a thud. Um, you have <laughs> you have to pay. Well, at least initially, you had to pay a subscription to be a part of it. But now I do think they have a free t- tier for it. Uh, the thing is, you still have to pay for your games. The games aren't free. Mm-hmm. But recently, they announced some pretty big titles that you know part of part of the problem with the service that they didn't have really great titles, and uh, they just announced PUBG, uh, Player Unknown's Battleground. Um, Madden, as well as uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming later this year. Excellent so, game if you haven't played it. Yeah, oh, I want game. to, man. I want to. Excellent definitely. game. Definitely. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, bolstering our servers just a little bit to get more people in there to check it out. Again, I think they still have a huge problem with having to actually pay for the games. Um uh, <laughs> I'm I mean, surprised they don't have a subscription service to play anything you want at this point. Yeah, with like that Netflix model. As cool as um, it is that they're getting Jedi Fallen Order. Like that game came out last year. 
<laughs> like and that's yeah. that's part of the problem is like they don't have new games. Like that game's almost well, it's not almost. It's like half a year old. It's like six six months old, and they're saying it'll be out later this year. Like not even out right now. It'll be out later this year, which. I got to make sure that I'm talking into the mic. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to get excited about this. But it is cool that they're getting games. So, you know, newer games. So that's nice. Isn't there, uh, isn't there a platform Linux based? Because I, I think they have to port. All the games have to be ported, I believe. I don't know what kind of back end they're running. I'm not sure. Like right offhand, I know it's running on AMD hardware, like AMD CPUs and GPUs, but I don't know as far as like OS. I don't think I would hope that they're not like running this off of Linux because that would make I mean, I guess that would make sense as to why they don't have like newer titles, whereas like the NVIDIA service has newer titles. But even with the NVIDIA service, people are yanking their stuff off. So, eh, I don't know. But it is cool that they haven't abandoned it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anything else to add for Stadia? Nah, we can we can pivot. <laughs> okay. Since we're on video games, um I'm a peep I'm a big PC gamer. So um I have been waiting for an announcement for the new uh NVIDIA GPUs, the GeForce GPUs that'll be coming out this year. Um they're gonna have some kind of big announcement next month. I think it's a, like the seventeenth. They're gonna have a keynote uh in um what is his name? I don't want to get his name. I think it's Oh is wow. It, is it Jensen? Jensen? Yeah, Jensen Hang. I I was right. Wow. Jensen Hang is the CEO of NVIDIA. He's gonna be doing a keynote next month to introduce the new three thousand series of RTX cards. Um and slowly leaks have been coming out for, for those cards as to like um you know, like uh, core counts, uh, clock speeds, RAM, like all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, there's a leak that came out today that's basically saying the 3080 Ti is going to be a monster. Um, so the 2080 Ti, which is the current top-end GPU, um, it's got about 4,000 CUDA cores, which are the GPU cores that run run the games, basically to sum it up. Um, this new one is gonna have like 8192, oh, wow. which is like twice as many. Yeah. And it's, it's on crazy. a new and it's on a new um architecture. It's on a seven nanometer architecture, so it's half the size. Basically, the CPU dial will be half the size. I mean, probably not, because it won't stay at the RT cores and the tensor cores and everything. It probably won't be half the size. It'll probably be the same size, especially since they're gonna. It's gonna be denser, but the actual individual cores will be smaller. Um, and yeah, there's no price attached to this, but I mean, yeah. let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, for sake of argument, that it's forty percent faster. I'm expecting it. If these are the accurate specs, eighty eight thousand one hundred ninety two GPU cores, uh, two hundred fifty six RTX cores, a thousand tensor cores. If it if the, if those are the actual specs, it's gonna be about twice as fast, probably mm. even more than that. If these are accurate, and if that's the case, then I I can understand the fifteen hundred dollar price tag. Like yeah, it would that's be not too crazy. It would be worth it in this case. Um, the other it, cool thing about this is the thirty eighty Ti. 
is supposed to be 10% fat, which is the, the, the second in line. It's the second card. So you have the 3080 Ti, which is the highest of high end. You have the 3080, that's the next one in line. It's supposed to be 10% faster than the 2080 Ti, which is the top of the line car right now. So that in itself is pretty awesome, which means the 3070 is probably going to be on par with the 2080. I mean, it's this is how last generation should have gone because the gains weren't nearly this great. So I'm hoping that the specs are accurate. And I'm hoping that they don't charge $2,000 for it because they're adding more. Um, have you heard anything in regards to ray tracing with this these new cards? Well, as far as the ray tracing cores, um, I believe they doubled the count of those as well. Because I think it was like 80. Mm. I think there was only like 80 RT cores in the 2080 Ti. I can look that up real quick. But it's definitely, um, definitely going to be better how much better remains <laughs> to be seen and i'm trying to temper my expectations because i got super super hyped for for the last generation the 2080s or the 2000 series and it was kind of a letdown not not that the car didn't perform well because it did but i mean so you if you spend this is my whole problem with 2080 ti you spend 1500 dollars for a graphics car right you want to run, you know, I have a high refresh monitor. It does 165 hertz. I want to run everything at 165 frames a second. Like, I don't want to run anything under 100, especially if I spend $1,500 for a graphics card. And then mm. and then you turn the RTX stuff on, and the frame rates were like 30, frame, 30, to, 30 to 60 frames a second. I mean, which is not horrible, but... If you spend that much money for a graphics yeah. card, I, I, you don't want to run anything at 60 frames a second. Like, <laughs> I don't want to run anything of that. So, yeah, so it had 68 RT cores, the 2080 Ti did. And this one will have 256, I believe. So that's quite a huge jump, which tells me that, if again, if this is true, we're kind of in rumor territory. I like to talk about rumors. I think it's fun. But... I mean, this should this should give us good frame rates with RTX turned on. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Sweet man, yeah, looks freaking awesome. And hopefully they aren't super expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, you you know that goes without saying. It's going to be kind of ridiculous. Yeah, probably. What what, what did the 2080 drop at when it was debuted? It dropped it, I think, twelve ninety nine. I think. Yeah, this. <laughs> it might have been like eleven nine. It was like it was around twelve hundred dollars. It could have been. I can't remember if it was eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine. But it it wasn't exactly fifteen hundred dollars. But when you know Nvidia releases their card, and then like you got like um, Asus and Gigabyte. I don't know if Gigabyte still makes graphics cards. I think I think they do. Um, you have all these different vendors that take the chips and then they make their own version of the graphics card with it. So they were adding all these new optimizations and those prices were jumping up to like $1,500. There's actually a EVGA Kingpin 2080 Ti that I believe was $1,799. Mm -hmm. but, it was, but it was also water-cooled, but that's still really expensive, even though it was water-cooled. And again, you're not getting a huge, huge jump from the 2080, from the 1080 Ti. It was a jump, but it wasn't, we're talking like 20, 30%. I mean, which is decent, but it was twice the price. So, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think the good thing here for cheap people like me is that maybe it'll knock the price of the uh, 2080 down to something respectable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I feel like they kind of have their feet to the fire because these new consoles that are coming out at the end of the year, they are going to be, they're going to be, they're not going to be anything to sneeze at. So they're going to have to, if they want to maintain that PC lead, which is always, they're always able to do it. But unless they do something like this, this rumor it's going to be a lot closer than I think it's ever been. So, yeah. Yeah. What you got? What you got? I think I've ran through my stories. <laughs> Did you want to talk about this Project Oris thing? Nah, that's just a concept anyway. Um, it's not real. <laughs> oh. A, yeah, I thought it was real at first, but this is a concept somebody drew up that looks pretty freaking awesome, actually. Uh, it's like, well, just to explain it to the people listening. It's like a an Xbox um, Series X with a speaker built into it, with a projector built into it, but it's all fake. It's just a is concept. Is that like a screen can... on the controller as well? Yeah, it's like uh, uh, AKA Dreamcast. Oh but man! Hopefully, hopefully, in better resolution, <laughs> screen on the controller. Dreamcast. I still oh, have man. mine. Things and y- a tank. And yes, the VMU works. Oh, I think the battery's dead. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, I changed the battery in it the other day. Oh, there it goes. I changed the battery in it the other day and it booted up and I was like, what? That's crazy. But yeah, it, it works. I don't know if you can see it, but the screen is actually on. Um, what, 20, 20 year old hard- hardware there? Yeah, it came out in 99. So yeah, 20 years old. Leonard, 20 years old. Yeah, I guess this is gonna be a short one today. Um, <laughs> did you? Did we talk talk your uh, Dragon Quest? Oh no, I talk? was just I was just gonna add, add that at the end is kind of like my parting parting um gift. <laughs> but okay. um, other than that, we were talking about cameras earlier. I just want to hit this real quick. Raspberry Pi. Um, if you're in the market for an SLR camera and you like to tinker, they're coming out with a high qual. They're calling it a high quality camera board. And basically what that is, is it's a uh, a camera attachment that you can attach to a Raspberry Pi that will make it into a SLR digital camera. Like, um, and you'll be able to add lenses to it like like a um, like a regular digital camera. Um, so it's fifty dollars for the board. And they also have a twenty five dollar and a fifty dollar lens for it. But you can also buy any SLR lens and attach it to this. Uh, so that's pretty cool. They have some pit examples of pictures, but they didn't really post them in good resolution. So I don't even know why they posted them. But it's a Sony sensor. <laughs> yeah, it's a Sony sensor on it. So yeah, I mean, that's crazy. If you like to tinker and you want to make your own digital camera, I mean, it's something that you know, it's definitely not something that would be like super user friendly. But if you like to tinker, some of us do. You may now, want to check that out. You already have a Raspberry Pi, right? Yeah, I have a Pi 4 and I have a Pi 0. This is my Pi 4. I got a really cool case for it. So what do you do with yours? That, that's um, the question I want to know. Retro Pi? Uh, no, no, not with this one. With this one, um, I'm think I'm, I'm running, I think this one has Python on it. And I, I've just been playing around with some Python frameworks and stuff, trying to like build websites. 
Um, okay. And and I was actually running it as a web server. My the reason I bought this, <laughs> oh, wow. okay. the reason I bought it was to was to get like an external hard drive and make it a Plex server. So just plug uh, okay. like it's got USB three on the back. Um, it's got a network connection. Um, so I was just gonna use it to run it as a um, run it as a a, a Plex server. Um, get like a ten terabyte hard drive, plug it in here, set it on top. And just use this as my Plex server, but um, I, you can't really transcode with it. It's not there yet. It's a lot faster than the three was, but you still can't really do any transcoding. Um, so I don't know. I'll probably end up turning it into a retro pie at some point. But right now, I'm just doing dev stuff on it. Sweet, cool. So yeah, this is a short one. You got any parting <laughs> gifts you want to talk about, or anything um, you want to plug? Well, not really, really plug. We'll talk real quick about us joining the or this <laughs> podcast joining the discussing network. Oh, we haven't talked about that, have we? Yeah. So Techpedition is now a member of the discussing network, which has podcasts about Trek, who comics and, you know, now tech. So that's going to be pretty cool. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm really excited. Um, love doing things with you guys. Um, So it's going to be fun. Going to be fun. Yeah. Um, anything else? Don't we have a discussing trek coming up this month, this week, this next week? Uh, well, we reviewed the Generations movie on the last cast, but uh, we have another another movie review coming up. But you know, stay locked there. Um, discussingtrek.com, discussing who, discussing comics. We own it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> discussing everything. Oh yeah. Okay, so cool. Yeah. What only about thing, you, man? Only thing I have, um, um, I've been playing a lot of games. I'm still playing Persona 5 Royal, which came out like a month ago. Still playing it. Still enjoying it. Uh, I'm just about done, though. And I'm going to get started back on Dragon Quest Nine. Now, I have Dragon Quest Nine for the PS4. It's right here. I'm sorry we have video, so I just like <laughs> so and um. But Steam has this this game on sale on PC. I originally wanted to buy it on PC, but it was sixty bucks, and then I found a physical copy at GameStop for like twenty. So I just bought the PS4 copy. But I may end up buying the Steam version because it's on sale fifty percent off right now, thirty bucks. It is an excellent game if you like. When did it come out? Um, it came out in 2018. It's been out a okay. couple of years, but excellent game especially if you like rpgs it's it's great it's great like if you like how final fantasy used to be this is the game you want because it's, it's it's excellent are you not are you not happy about the direction that the final fantasy is going in you I sound am, disgruntled you i am sound. not i'm not happy at all <laughs> because it's awful now Even, like, oh wow okay. let me let me temper that though like I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'm going to enjoy it. But I won't be completely happy with it. Just like, I mean, and the only reason I'll even be able to play it is because of the story that I've grown to love. Even all eight hours of it that's weaved into this 50-hour whatever it is. Um, But, yeah, I just don't like the direction they're going, changing it into an action game. There are plenty of games that are action games that do the action thing a whole lot better than Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake do. And I feel like when you try to blur lines like that, if you don't do a great job, you know, you you if you're trying to pull action fans into this from like like say if you come from something like say Bayonetta 
or um, I'm trying to think of another action type game. That's the one that just immediately jumps to mind. If you come to if you come to this from something like that, the the, the controls are gonna feel like you have like your your thumbs are tied to your fingers, and you're like it, it's just it's clunky and not great. Mm. But I mean, you can kind of suffer through it for the story, but it's it's for people like me who wouldn't play it otherwise. <laughs> This is true, but they got to be careful with it because they, you know, you don't want to alienate your your fans. So I don't know, but yeah, Dragon Quest Nine, amazing game, definitely check it out. I'm probably about a third of the way through it, I think, before I stopped and started playing uh, Royal. So um, definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, awesome dude. Hmm, I don't think I have anything else. Do you? You have anything nah, else? That's a wrap, dude. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. I'm your host, Clarence, and I wanted to introduce you to the podcast. Discussing Trek is all about keeping you informed on the latest news and episode reviews in the Star Trek universe, while also staying engaged with our community of listeners. So be sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly content and stay locked in to DiscussingTrek.com for more information. Until next time, guys, live long and prosper.